0: we will find you, and I will kill you. Yeah! I am the Shut the fuck
1: up, Donnie! The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the
0: world he didn't exist. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> Aren't you?
1: Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Just been revoked. Open the pod bay doors, now. Huh? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth because it is my name. I see, Dave. Today, Junior. You ever dance with the devil in the pale Your eye out, kid. I like scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary moment? The price is warm, bitch.
0: Welcome to Critics Not Cynics, the podcast that tries to prove that you can be a critic without being a cynic. And if we did this right, we're finally on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> After much trial and tribulation and frustration, I think I finally got it worked out. If it didn't work out, you're just listening to this on, you know, the normal podcasting The stuff.
2: regular way.
0: Um so that's you know no different there but uh yes now you can see our lovely faces uh obviously i'm patrick and this is leslie and i guess we'll be side by side i don't know
2: which side we'll be on but you know yeah
0: I, i don't know when we tested this before if you were uh if i was on the opposite side of when i was reviewing or when i was watching it but We'll find out uh, once this goes up and goes live and I get it all edited and hopefully run into no problems. But uh, apologies beforehand if this isn't the super like fancy, uh, you know, smooth show like you're used to on YouTube. We're we're still learning and we don't have beginners (laughs) nearly the time. (laughs) <laughs> to like just dive in and, uh, and really research this stuff. But hopefully you'll be happy to, you know, finally see us and, and, and get to know us a little bit better. And, and then you can picture who you hate when you don't oh, like our no. reviews. No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: and you know, we're glad to test it out with this first episode, especially cause we planned on our parks and rec, um, Thing and we'll be recording that here before too long, so you can see me die when I'm watching that show. <laughs> um, Take a drink. But, but without further ado, uh, yes, this week we're we're continuing on our path of of our journey into what if with the Watcher. Uh, we're covering episodes three and four. Full spoilers uh, ahead. I mean. It's. I know episode uh, four just came out um, this week, and this will be Monday when this episode airs. Uh, so it's maybe too soon for some people to get it watched, but this is your warning. Then go and watch <laughs> it. Um, so let's uh, let's just dive right on in. So episode three: What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Um, yeah. So this episode. I think had a lot of potential to be a really, really good. Um, what if, but ultimately it, it failed, um, or not like completely failed, cause I was intrigued. Uh, and I know you were grossed out, um, for one particular scene. Um, but it, it uh, I don't know. It didn't, the weight of the reveal and everything and why so-and-so was doing what they were doing Uh, It didn't really hit hard for me, like maybe it did for other viewers. Um,
2: I think maybe that's due to the time length of the episode, like when you're dealing with something so compressed.
0: Especially since they're compressing, like you're saying, uh, compressing Iron Man 2, Thor and Incredible Hulk all in like one 33 minute episode. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of really hard to do, especially when you're trying to give each character kind of their own due. You've got a a subvert uh, plot B plot to the episode as well. Um, But, you know, it picks up right there in Iron Man 2 uh, with the, you know, sir, can you please step out of the donut? (laughs) Um, And tragically, uh, it changes right there with Tony dying.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Did you expect, like that's how, cause I, I don't know about you. I don't typically watch any of the promos if they come out with any promos for like next week's episode. Uh, mm. but were you expecting that right off, uh, with this episode?
2: Um, I don't know that like right off, like, like once Tony did die, that's what I expected for the rest of the episode. Okay. I don't know that when it just said lost, I wasn't sure if that means like, are they lost? Like, out in space somewhere in the multiverse somewhere, like what does lost mean, you know? Right. But yeah, once he died, then I was kind of like, Oh, you're going to kill them all. How are we going to do that? <laughs> you know, but I was interested to see how that was going to happen and like, who was going to be behind it. Um, I don't know if the weight of it was, like I said, just because of the time length of the episode, when you are compressing that much into like, what was it like 40 minutes or something? 30, 33. Yeah. When, you know, That is like a very compressed time. I did like the animation better in this one. Okay. Um, I I still like it when it's further away. When it's just on their faces, I really don't like it. Um, But I did like the fight sequences. I like that Black Widow got some really nice fight sequences, got like her elevator scene, Winter Soldier elevator scene. I liked that. I like that we finally saw Betty in the MCU. Like, We haven't seen her since that movie,
0: yeah. Basically, Based, I mean, and technically, yeah. and technically, we still haven't seen her because that's still, you know, the incredible well, you know. Hulk.
2: <laughs> but, but we've seen her in something that's canon for the right. second time ever, like, right, geez, it's been a long time, you know, what's happened to her, like, you know, they just like they pushed that Hulk movie just like.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it the, the side. redhead, redheaded stepchild. That's all it is. It's like the well, we acknowledge it, but we don't acknowledge it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I do. I like that it was Hank. I like that it was him in the yellow jacket suit.
0: I did like know, that.
2: And being yeah. like evil Hank Pym. I liked that, but I don't know. I The thing that felt off to me personally was the ending when Captain Marvel was there as well. Okay that just felt weird because I don't know because the the whole the hope thing to me personally would have meant more if it was just him and Cap shield and that was that but then to have her right there I was like eh and and I don't hate her character but I feel like that didn't like fit I don't know because I I guess if I like was absolutely uh, like loved her character as much as I love Steve and Peggy I (laughs) might have like enjoyed seeing her there but when he's talking about, you know, and you got to keep hope or whatever and say, welcome back, Captain. To me, that meant a lot more just right there. And then her presence ruined it.
0: Yeah, I think um, that it was a miscalculation because I think when he pulls out the um, the beeper earlier, that would have been the more appropriate time to for like her to show up. And I mean, not necessarily that they would have had to kill her or anything, um, but like. That, that would have been more appropriate there then it would have made maybe more sense of her being there at the end with him but I do agree with you a better ending is him just there with Cap yeah. uh, but it, it's I think it's also them still trying to do damage control for how um, unwelcomed Captain Marvel was to the MCU um, so it's it like well let's let's see if we can edge her in again and make her more likable without really trying to do it um The the one I think, and again, this is the part that you were grossed out on. The weakest part I think in the animation for me was Hulk's death, yeah, Uh, because it it didn't look right. Like it just he looked like you know Hulk, and then he looked like a balloon. Like it just didn't. (laughs) It It popped. Yeah, it just didn't quite seem like contortion and, and growth that would be consistent, you know, but it is it is the animation style and you know, we only have they only have so much control over what they can actually do with it. And it just looks silly like it, it you're supposed to kind of get the concept that he's feeling pain and also confusion and it just looks goofy. Um, and then yeah, the poof afterwards Stevie. is just kind of like uh, yeah, whatever Gross. you know. <laughs> Um, but I did like, uh, I liked black widow getting to be more, um, kind of undercover. Like what, Uh what was strong about this was it was a whodunit, but it just wasn't nearly as captivating as if they could have given it maybe two episodes or even three episodes to really develop the mystery. Um, because you know, obviously when she goes to the, uh, the library after Hulk's death, And she goes, hope it's it's hope I knew immediately like that. My I don't know if that's just me being so tied into the MCU and knowing the characters or what Mm -hmm. not. But I knew like when they're going, what's hope mean? What's hope mean? I'm like, what's hope Van Dyne? (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know,
2: did you know immediately that it was going to be Hank?
0: Uh, Actually, I kind of was thinking it might have been Janet. But then I was like, well, her thing was marked like. X, you know, for dead on the computer screen. Um, so it's like, well, the only other logical explanation would be Hank, because Scott, you know, has had no introduction to her yet within this universe. Well, um,
2: either that, it could be her, or it could be Hank. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. I well, don't
2: recall. I don't recall it. See, saying that Hope was dead on the screen. I I remember Janet's picture being there.
0: Yeah, I I can't say for sure if I caught that part of it. Um. The one, uh, one other real upside was Loki in this episode. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're almost actually believing him that he's really there because of Thor's death. Mm -hmm. And uh, then of course it goes into his whole Avengers spiel at the (laughs) end of the episode, but it was kind of cool to see him and fury team up to take down Hank.
2: Yeah. Uh, Um, One of the favorite things that I liked when I go back, you know, and I watch my reviewers on YouTube, everybody's like, yeah, we're getting to see Fury kick some butt, you know, and they're all into it, and then they realize, oh, well, it's Loki. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Whereas I, like, suspected from the beginning that it was Loki because Mm. of the previous scene of him going to make a deal with the devil and because just kind of the way he was talking about yeah, she wouldn't care because she's dead, you know, and I'm like, I don't feel like something Fury would say, but I bet you that's Loki.
0: Yeah, it it definitely was kind of, like, foreshadowed that it was, like, Okay, this is a little too like callous and uncaring for even Fury, and so it didn't really surprise me. And then with how quick he was, it was Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's very obvious that it's going to be Loki. Um, And like I said, I did like that it was Hank in the yellow jacket costume because we've already associated that to a villain, um, and it makes sense like he's gone the villain's turn. And even though I couldn't quite tell it. But I was able to pick up on sort of it. I did appreciate that Michael Douglas came back and Mm -hmm. did his voice um, because that that at least also adds a little bit of credibility to it. And what we've talked about with some of the previous episodes and what I know I will definitely bring up with the next episode, um, some of the characters – just fall flat when they're not voiced by the actual actors. And again, we know contracts and and schedules and stuff like that. I yeah. thought Lake Bell did fine as, as black widow, but you know, it's it just, um, something's not right when you're not hearing Robert Downey Jr.'s voice. Uh, I it works. Well, he, this guy was close enough. Yeah. I mean, and it, he's, w- it,
2: he's voiced him before.
0: Right. Uh, but it, like, it, it was more weight when Mark Ruffalo's doing banner, you know, like, when you compare and contrast the two, uh, cause you you're were used to Mark Ruffalo as banner. So it, it makes more sense when you're hearing that voice come out. Um, some of the other side characters like Ross and Betty, like it doesn't really matter from as much for them because they've, they're kind of side characters anyways, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but it, side-lined. It, it's more important when you have those main lines. Uh, and again, it didn't bother me that Brie Larson wasn't there for captain Marvel, but, uh, you know, if if Samuel L. Jackson's not voicing Fury in this episode and even um, Clark Gregg as Coulson, I don't know if those would have those two characters would have worked so well. Yeah. Um, so I, I really appreciate everyone who came back and I do appreciate the effort of the actors who are doing their best to come as close as possible um, to the approximation of the actors who do the roles. But ultimately, this episode just like it really f- just flittered out for me it it didn't it just it didn't keep that mystery really alive and me going okay what's happening next what's going on next i will say i did want to see what was going to come after after finding cap after having marvel there
2: well after um, having loki take over
0: right because it's like now you've got this resistance force that's uh (laughs) starting up so it's it, it had potential it just ultimately didn't completely work for me yeah
2: I feel like I chalk that up to the time element
0: and I would agree with that too I I, I do think that they tried to juggle a lot of storylines and a lot of different plots and it just In
2: 30 minutes
0: yeah it just crumbles because what uh, when we talk about the the next episode I think it took its a time right and it even extended it by yeah only three minutes but th- those three minutes helped with uh-huh. the story that they tell in that episode. So, uh, and, um, and, and pacing for this episode, but it, it just ultimately was when that was a little lackluster, it's not awful. Um, yeah. it, it's definitely one I would go back and rewatch, um, and, and revisit down the road, but it, it, it just, just kind of fell under the weight of what it was trying to do. Cause that's yeah. a very interesting concept of what it, what if the Avengers die before Avengers? How, yeah. how does the world combat Thanos? How do they combat Loki? Um, and now you've got only two known characters, uh, kind of left out of that roster. Um, yeah. I
2: wouldn't say that this one, like was the worst I've ever seen. It's not terrible.
0: It's just, kind say, of just neutral. Out, out, of out of the ones we've seen so far, it's it's my least favorite.
2: Um, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. We have Peggy. Yeah. What was the second one? Uh,
0: T'Challa Star. Oh, T'Challa Star Lord.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, none of them like take a number one spot. Not even Peggy. But this next episode that we're about to talk about, <laughs> this is the number
0: one spot. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, as for a score for this episode, I think I'm going to just land on a flat three uh, out of five.
1: That's
2: what I was thinking.
0: Because, um, like, I appreciate the effort, and I appreciate for what they were trying to do with it and the story they were trying to tell. It just didn't all come together in the right ways, especially like how this next episode is. Oh yeah. All right. So, that's it for "What If" Earth, the world lost its mightiest heroes. On to what if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Episode four. The best episode so far. Yes, hands down. Um, So, again, like not having seen the promos or anything like that. I didn't know what, like you said, with the loss, like you didn't know if it meant space or death or what. Mm-hmm. I didn't exactly know what heart meant. Like I'm thinking literal heart he and like not his, heart his, out of his chest. And like he's using the magic to sustain his life. Um, but this was completely different uh, than what I was expecting. And um, and again, on the voice acting bit, the reason this episode I think works so well is because virtually everybody is back. Tilda Swinton's back as the Ancient One. Benedict Cumberbatch is back as Doc Strange. Uh, You even have Leslie Bibb coming back as Christine Everhart. Um, Rachel McAdams as Christine. Uh, Benedict Wong as, you know, Wong. Uh, You know, it just that helped this episode, I think, work so well.
2: Well, I would say one other thing that I think really helps this episode because it's mostly um, Stephen Strange on camera, you know, well, you yeah. know what I mean, on animated is that Benedict Cumberbatch has voice acting experience yep. and, you know, he's really good at it. And I think that like really, really helped too, because even it like in last episode, we have Tom doing Loki. It still looks weird to me because of the animation. It sounds all right. But it's not like I would say as good as the voice acting that Benedict did in this episode.
0: Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Uh, Absolutely. And so as we learn from the beginning of the episode, his heart is actually Christine Uh and Christine dies in the accident. And he's actually perfectly fine. Like he survives the accident, doesn't have the injuries to his hands, but he still goes the same road and uh, becomes the neo-sorcerer supreme um, but that lingering regret of losing Christine is what causes him to use the time stone and try to prevent it and help all oh, breaking. Yes, yeah,
2: we get the time machine, just Marvel animated style,
0: basically. Um, uh, and I, um, I just really like how this episode handles grief. Um, yeah. because it. it Again, going back to uh, what p- some people who complained about WandaVision and how Wanda is just a villain because of what she did for her own um, selfish reasons. It's episodes like this and, and a show like WandaVision it shows what grief can do to someone mm-hmm. if they're unable to uh, to actually process it and overcome it. And it just weighs on them, and and they do anything in their power, to to fix it. And his actions in this episode are no different than her actions in WandaVision.
1: Yeah. They're
0: they're virtually the same, except one has, one learns how to go past it, and one doesn't. Yeah. Um, and I would
2: say that in the show so far, like exclude holding out Falcon and Winter Soldier, in WandaVision, in Loki. In this show, we've had a really strong theme about how people experience grief and where they go from it, like especially in Loki. Loki's discovering like grief of like he's he's dealing with himself, but grief of life he lost, you know, when he's seeing um, the rest of his life and how it would have played out and different things like that. And then we have Sylvie dealing with grief in a different way and changing it more into the anger and vengeance, Yeah. you know, and we've got, like you said, Wanda's dealing with her grief in WandaVision. Now we're dealing with grief in this episode. I feel like it's been a big theme for the show so far. And I don't know if that's like a planned thing or it just kind of happened because uh, I don't really feel like there's much grief going on in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but you know.
0: I mean, outside, yeah. I mean, I kind of like, I mean, outside, outside of-, of Bucky. Bucky and like maybe just Sam losing like Steve as a buddy and a partner, but like that's, it's stretching. It's absolutely stretching to try to try to say that that's what, uh, what this is, that theme runs through all of the shows at least. Um, cause even if we talk about the, the previous episode, that's, that's Hank's grief Mm -hmm. is, is losing hope and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, not being able to get over it and holding those who he feels are is responsible accountable while taking the lives of innocents who had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, I definitely did not expect uh the split, of having two Doctor Strange, in yeah. this episode, uh, in and, and that battle which I thought was really well done, uh, even though I don't like the outcome of it. But <laughs> you're not supposed to.
1: Yeah, you, you're not you're, supposed you know, to
0: it's it's the way the story tells but i think also because my complaint in the previous two or in the first two episodes and it's a little bit of a complaint in episode 3 is watu just kind of being background fixture you know he's not really doing anything he's barely even commenting but in this episode when he's delivering his commentary you have strange go hello yeah. Who's there?
1: Yeah.
0: Someone there, you know. And it's like I like I, that was the extent I expected. I didn't expect any more. And then you get to the final scene, and you have direct confrontation between him and Uatu, mm-hmm. and Uatu sticking to his his guns, going, uh, yeah, "I can't lot. interfere." Yeah. Um, now mm-hmm. I think that maybe at some point he's going to break that rule, um, and possibly because of of this episode being partially responsible because he literally watched the death of a universe Mm -hmm. because of one person. (laughs) And, and, uh, but I really liked that. He finally got to interact with the characters within the episode.
2: Yeah. That was the other thing that really appealed to me about this episode was the fact that he actually, for that little bit that he did interacted with what was going on that that grabbed me like immediately. I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's for me, like what pushes this one ahead of the Peggy episode, Captain Carter episode.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I would agree, too. It, it's just one of those things where it, every every facet of it works. Like yeah. I can't find any real complaint. Um, I I thought the ancient one being the one trying to. Is the one who's basically causing Christine's death all those other times to keep him on the path that he's on and not being able.
2: She's not the one causing it. She said it's an absolute point. Well. I think the universe is causing it. I don't think she's purposely making sure that Christine dies every time.
0: I don't know. I kind of took it as a little bit of because it's kind of like Doctor Who. Rules, You know, there's those fixed moments in times that mm-hmm. if someone tries to change it, it will destroy everything. So I won't say she was maybe directly involved, but I'm sure she kind of nudged things in the right way, because obviously he was able to break it by devouring all the power of all the Dark Ones. Um but, you know, I, I I kind of felt like not, maybe not directly involved, but I did feel like she was guiding some of it because she obviously was able to split both of them off to create a contingency plan for the one strange who was set on his path. Um, so I don't know. That's just my know. read on it. I could be. Yeah,
2: wrong. I don't know. I kind of took it more as just like, you know, kind of like you said, like Doctor Who rules is the universe is doing it. Nobody's like purposefully out there like making sure that a death happens or that the volcano explodes in pompeii it's just it's always going to happen no matter what you do like so i feel like christine was always going to die regardless no matter what he did and i don't feel that like the ancient one had to be doing anything nudging anything i think that's how the universe this universe was going and she split them in order to attempt to save it. But, you know, I don't feel I, cause she's already dead at this point. So I don't know that she has enough power, enough agency to come back and really influence everything.
0: Mm. (laughs) Possibly. I mean, you make a valid point. Um, I'm not going to disagree with you on that, but (laughs) I, I don't know. I just kind of felt like because he was doing everything possible to, to prevent it, that it just so happens that, everything he tries was then met with with something. You would have thought that if without some type of out, outside influence that eventually uh, he would have succeeded without having to go the, the steps he needed to go. Um, but I will also say that the final scene is probably the most powerful scene written, at least maybe even for the MCU. I, I, it's just... 'Cause I I I know I messaged you after after watching, I was like, be prepared to be depressed. <laughs> 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 and it's so sad, but like and it's not necessarily to be depressed in a bad way, because like it's I, I don't know of anyone who may not have tried to go through the same routes he went through to save a loved one. We all have that person in our lives who We would do anything for to try to bring back or or prevent something bad from happening to them. Um, So I think like we all understand Stephen's struggle here Uh and and that just final scene of losing Christine for the final time. And not only all those multiple times, but now for the final time, because even though he's in the mirror realm, there's nothing, nothing else. Mm-hmm. There, there's literally nothing else.
2: So just to maybe branch a little bit off topic, of because we're talking about that scene, I personally wondered, because I feel like at some point these What If episodes might come together somehow.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And is Doctor Strange going to be him like in this gym universe thing? And they're going to like, I don't know, I was just wondering, like, he's just out there in his little bubble thing floating around. Like, eventually, is he going to, you know...
0: See, that's what we don't know yet from these, because, like, uh, you know, they feel like they each have a little bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, they might be building up to something more down the road. But whether that's just additional episodes set in their universes uh, or or a big climax at the end of the season, I do just know that and we talked about it in the uh, prior episodes reviews that. The the writer said that like Peggy was going to be a very important character, so I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, so, we might just be getting another episode set within her universe, or we may be getting a uh, another episode later on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it it uh, it was it was definitely um, a very good episode. I don't have much else to say <laughs> on it, um, and you know, obviously, I think anyone could kind of foretell what score I'm coming up with. It's it's a five.
2: It's five, yeah. Yeah, five uh, out of five.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it, and I'm looking on IMDb right now, and it's the highest rated episode out of all of them. Oh And yeah. and, and again, I think it's it's part of what it is is the confluence of having those vo- the voice actors being the actual actors, oh. and that just adds a little bit more credence to what they're doing and and the story they're telling and it feels like they've paced out the story accurately and adequately and you know they knew from point A where they needed to get to and and point B and they didn't try to cram things in there I mean they even do their little montage of him just getting all of the the dark ones (laughs) and you know just uh I like your I like your cape, yeah, but bugs but I not so line so much. Line of bugs, Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it you know it, it did what it needed to do. It had its levity moments, but it also had its very serious moments. And uh, I don't know if I would say like even though this is animated and the MCU is pretty much fairly kid friendly. I don't know if this is one to necessarily show kids like young kids. Real if they're in their t- if they're in their tens or teens, you know, yeah. they're probably yeah. fine, but younger Maybe kids like my
1: four-year-old. <laughs> Yeah,
0: my nephew, I I don't I don't know if this is one I would be like, "Oh yeah, you can come out of this all happy and <laughs> uplifted." Uh, yeah. You know, there's there's nothing that's really like objectionable, but it is just a very dark episode and very serious and and it just it's, it's, it's just it's,
2: kind of like some of the imagery might be scary. Kind of yeah. like if you wouldn't show them Black Cauldron, maybe don't right. show them this.
0: Right. Or even Dark you know. Crystal. Well, uh, yeah,
2: or Dark Crystal. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, I I don't really have much else to say about these two episodes. I, I, I'm enjoying the series. Um mm-hmm. I know – has the animation gotten a little bit more – have you adjusted to it a little bit more now with well, four yeah, episodes I mean, in? yeah. I
2: mean, I'm used to it. I still feel like – I mean, even this episode, when it's on their face, I don't feel like I, – I don't know. I don't like it. It's it's like it. there's – I know the point of it is that there's not a ton of like animation Definition. or whatever. Yeah. But I don't like it. It just – it's kind of like a weird face on a balloon sort of a thing. <laughs> I don't know. It looks weird. But when it's back – you know, and and you see like the yeah, what do you want? Like the widescreen or whatever, like right. they, when when they're not like right onto somebody's face. I feel like it looks pretty good. And I think it looks really good in the action sequences. And like I said, I think the animated uh, fight between the two Stevens was really cool and oh, then yeah. the horror element of like the the shadow snatching him from behind and stuff was really good. I'd love
0: to see that in live action. See, I'm, I'm hoping since kind of multiverse of madness is hopefully going to be more branded towards a little bit horror. Um, we we yeah. might get kind of some of those moments and what would be interesting is maybe this doctor strange shows up in that. That'd Who knows? Cool. Um, I know that kid. there's, <laughs> I know. So I don't even know how they're going to do multiverse of madness. I don't even know how they're doing no way home because I'm like, you guys, and this isn't like a, a bad criticism or anything, but it's like you guys are shoving a lot in there. How yeah. are you going to keep that contained into two hours at at, at minimum uh, and, and tell a satisfying story? Because the a rumor came out that um, Wanda is going to be facing off against one of the Fox X-Men in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. And it's like, OK, okay. but like this is Doctor Strange's movie and I know she's a part of it but like we, and Loki is supposed to show up in it and you know, well, I'm sure it's feeling is, is
2: how many years has it been like 11, 12? Like they have my trust.
0: Oh no. And yeah. Until,
2: until I see them like fail miserably, like just completely, you know, slip on a banana peel, land on your butt. Like they have my trust. I think they'll probably pull it off in a, in a good way. The thing that I've noticed in these 10, 11, 12 years of, you know watching movies and watching reviewers and stuff is sometimes I feel like the hype gets built a little too much, yeah. And expectations get set of people, I want to see this and I want to see this, and this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And this fan story comes out that's this and it's this and it's this. And then when the movie comes out and it's objectively really good, but it doesn't meet that bar that you set in your mind, then you know, everybody's oh, it's terrible, it's the worst movie ever, blah blah blah.
0: Spider-Man No Way Home is probably going to fall victim to that. There's a lot of nostalgia
2: with the Tobey Maguire movies.
0: Well, and so, because, I mean, there's been all the rumors about Tobey and Andrew being on set and stuff that we might see all three of them on the screen at the same time. Uh, We obviously saw uh, Doc Ock in the trailer, and we saw... A pumpkin bomb? Yeah, the pumpkin bomb, and fairly certain willem defoe is going to be in this but like that, that's the thing and i understand they were kind of at a dilemma like as you know i wanted um i wanted the trailer like immediately and and this is the this if this is the only trailer they released that's i'm fine with that like i don't want them to spoil any of the story outside of what they've shown us as kind of what's causing everything to go crazy
1: yeah.
0: um because you can run into moments like that or you can run uh, spoil really big moments. I think them showing Do- uh, Doc Ock in this trailer was specifically because it came out a long time ago that yeah. Alfred Molina was going to be in this as as the Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock. Um, and and uh, I know that even if they hadn't released this trailer, I probably would have been fine, but they were kind of screwed by a trailer leak an unfinished trailer leak. And I saw the, the, I saw the leak trailer. Uh, and yeah, the CGI effects like that was completely unfinished, but since that made it out there, their only response was, okay, fine. We're going to release the actual t- t- teaser trailer. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm fine. As long as they don't push it off. Cause I know that they have already talked about pushing off venom. Uh, let there be carnage. Do not push Spider-Man off, because then I will riot. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I, I am seeing Shang-Chi soon. Um, actually, we're seeing it the day after uh, after recording here, and so I'm excited to see that. And then my next big excitement is Spider-Man. Like it's yeah. Eternals can be whatever, um, but Spider-Man I am really looking forward to. Uh, and that trailer I think is a really good setup. And has me amped up enough that I'm not going to to make any fan theories or speculations. I'm just going to go, okay. I saw that. I wonder if that's going to be that. I know that's happening. Could they come in? Could they not come in? I guess I'll see. So, yeah, um, I want to
2: know why the Sanctum was like all iced over in winter.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was weird. See, so when I watched the the uh, leaked version I thought it was just all white because they were going to, you know, post, uh, uh, uh edit, you know, so, um, effects. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then when I watched the actual trial, i like, no, it's all actually white. <laughs> and I, and I believe this is just my, my, my little thought with Wong leaving, um, the sanctum, that's where he shows up in Shang-Chi. Cause he's the one that's fighting, uh, abomination in that cage fight. So, yeah, you know, it's maybe Shang Chi's happened right around the same time as as Spider-Man. So like
2: maybe they're doing another big week sort of a thing where they yeah. this takes place this day, this takes place this day.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would I would expect that. Spider-Man happens after Shang-Chi. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, all the events and stuff. But like that, that part is of him going off as him going into that movie. But
2: yeah, I'm pretty sure they probably didn't use anything, but maybe from like, like the first 30 minutes of the movie sort
0: of. Oh, speaking. that's that's uh, maybe maybe 30, maybe some from halfway. You know, yeah, it depends like
2: on short little pieces that they could
1: pick.
0: Yeah. It depends on how much that they're going to spend with him with everyone knowing. You know, yeah. if that's going to be 30 or 40 minutes. Also, we don't know the runtime. So if it's yeah. could be two and a half hours, could be almost three hours. Who knows? Um, but I'm definitely excited for it. So don't push it oh. off. I've seen these other movies getting delayed again. And I don't want them to be pushed off. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, I think that's going to do it for hopefully our first YouTube video. <laughs> Um, see how this goes. Uh, so we we appreciate it and like I said, we're sorry that there's not all the polish and bells and whistles <laughs> as you might be used to with other youtubers but hey, after talking about getting up on YouTube for over a year, we're f- think think <laughs> we're finally there so uh, big things to come. Uh, I know I've got a lot of equipment stuff put on on my wish list on Amazon so we can Basically, upgrade just other we can stuff. rent
2: an office space so we can have the same
0: lighting and whatnot yeah yeah and trust me that was one thing i looked at too was lighting uh, uh even even though i like this mic i just looked up an even more expensive mic uh, <laughs> you know still got to look at getting a, a a pc rig and everything like that but yeah we're 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 advancing we're finally getting there so we're gonna change up our our, our ending spiel here a little bit um so if you're Uh, If you're not following us, you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the notification (laughs) bell, the thumbs up, all that normal YouTube lingo that you hear from all of all the YouTubers. Um, But if you're listening only to the audio version, obviously we're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. We are back on SoundCloud now, Um, Google Play, Audible, Amazon Music, basically wherever you get your audio podcasts. Uh, and then you can follow us on social media at Critics and Cynics uh, on Twitter and on Facebook at Critics Not Cynics Podcast. So, uh, all right, guys, uh, we'll talk to you next time.